Oh, hey, it's me. That guy at the local coffee shop that you're at every single day that calls you by the wrong name. Thanks for stopping by, Sophia. Oh, hey, fancy seeing you here. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Naomi, your host, and this is Mindful Movement. We talk about psychology, fitness, nutrition, and how all of those things are kind of the same thing, but not at all, or rather how they're connected. So let's get to it. What's up, guys? Today we are talking about mycology, mushrooms, the magical little fungus that grows on birch trees. In this case, specifically chaga mushroom. We're going to keep this one short, YouTube shorties, if you may. This will also be on the podcast. And I'm going to try to keep it short, concise, informative, and just enough to pique your interest, hopefully. So, chaga mushroom is this big old fungus that grows often in cooler climates, attached to the side of the tree, and it's like dark brown or deep dark orange in color usually it looks like it has like a for lack of better words crust on the outside that's like this deep rich brown often like the bark of the trees that it's growing on but not always you know likes to keep it interesting so it mostly grows on birch trees in north europe asia canada the northeastern united states if you could picture a globe are you picturing that band of like where it's growing on the on the planet i hope you can as a side note birch sap smells horrid like rotten dead fish just in case anyone is wondering chaga however does not smell horrid and it doesn't taste like rotten dead fish so back to where we started It has lots of melanin, like we talked about, and when exposed to the sun, the exterior of the mushroom turns like deep black brown, like I was talking about that crust. I've actually never seen it in the wild, so I'm not going to pretend like I know, but I believe it's pretty fibrous and tough on the outside, and it's pretty difficult for humans to consume in its raw form, so we often extract it in more edible ways more on that later um so when looking to supplement with chaga i'm kind of cutting ahead because this is the most random bit of information that i have but when you're looking to supplement with chaga you're looking for something most likely that's in its powdered form the fresh form like i stated you're not going to be able to just like munch on it you're going to want to extract it through hot water extraction so With that being said, those people who might live in Canada, the Pacific Northwest, Europe, and Asia in that little band of the cooler climates with the birch trees, if you do happen to walk outside and like break it off of a tree, I just want to note right here and now, please don't just like take a bite of it and also please make sure it's chaga. That's very important. For the rest of us, we're going to buy it in powder form in a beautiful little bag. So why do we like it? It's endurance enhancing, it's insulin regulating. So for those of us with diabetes can be amazing, depending if how well our diabetes is controlled, but it might be advantageous to help us control it. Lowers blood pressure. It's thought to be anti-cancer, which it's full of antioxidants. 
It's cognitive enhancing, it's anti-inflammatory, and it's something called an immune modulator. So in short, the really layman term of this is if you don't need your immunity boosted, it's not going to boost your immunity, which it's a lot more complicated than that, but we're not getting into that in the mushroom episode, you know? We're going to we're going to stay on track. So it has vitamin D, magnesium, potassium, manganese, iron, all these really important micronutrients that are vital to our cellular health and to our overall health and that I really think we have a huge deficiency in in our diet. Our soil is deficient, which means our food is deficient. So the more that we can get in of these good guys like vitamin D, manganese, potassium, magnesium, iron, the better. Um, So that's one of the main reasons that we like it. It's full of lots of goodness. But a lot of studies have been conducted on chaga however they are not clinical trials and so there's not that much supporting evidence and most of the studies are done in utero or in little petri dishes on cellular tissue or on mice and we're a lot more complicated than lab rats and how our cells behave in a petri dish is a lot different than how our cells might behave in our body, but I will say this, there's lots of individual case studies of people who feel that this has really helped, and it's also important to note that there's no drug company who, or anybody, who will be able to patent chaga. It's a natural substance, which means you can't do that. So, There's not going to be a lot of drug companies who are going to say, yeah, let's fund millions of dollars of studies on chaga because there's no monetary incentive for them there. So that kind of leaves us like, well, how studied is it? Is it ever going to be studied? There are some studies, and I do think that the FDA is looking at chaga and in um, while coupled with chemotherapy to be able to help people with cancer. Um, But Long of the short of it, my personal opinion, and this is my opinion, take it with a grain of salt, please. I believe that the risk to reward is very, very low. There are three main contraindications that I'm about to talk about, but for the most part, I think the risk to reward is very low, meaning the risk is low, the reward of taking it is fairly high, just for the antioxidant properties, the anti-inflammatory, and the insulin regulation. We know that better insulin regulation means longer health health span over time, which is a win. We want to live a long time, but we want to be here for like a really good time. We don't want to just be living till we're 90 suffering. I would rather live till I was 50, having the best life ever health-wise and feeling good, and then just like, bam, gone. (laughs) Anyways, the goal here is to expand the health span, not the lifespan. Those are two different things. I hope I've been kind of clear, at least, on what the differences are. So there are some contraindications here. Chaga can thin your blood. So if you're on a blood thinner, it might be a little advantageous for you to take this. might not be the thing that you, you should be doing. You might want to check with your doctor first. Chaga also contains tons of oxalates. Oxalates in really high amounts can damage your kidneys, especially for people who are prone to kidney stones. So everything in life, I, I swear, it's like the more you learn, the more you learn that 
everything in moderation, right? So don't don't take too much chaga. How much is too much, Naomi? Don't take like eight teaspoons a day, okay? One teaspoon, you're good. You're good. If you're a kidney stone person, might not want to dose it that often. There might be better options in the mushroom family for you, the medical mushroom family. Medicinal mushroom family? Yes. And the third contraindication are people who are on blood sugar regulating medication, diabetics, as I had mentioned earlier. This may be a contraindication because if you're already on a medication that regulates your blood insulin or your blood sugar, keeps it low, and then you ingest chaga, it might bump you down another level. And that's not good, especially if you're diabetic. So I'm not going to suggest that you take chaga instead of your medication however i will suggest this look at the studies bring them to your doctor have a powwow talk about it think about it you know there's beautiful ways to regulate your insulin that are all controlled dietarily that you don't necessarily need medication for it or everyone shouldn't if i'm being specific so that brings me to how do i ingest chaga if i'm not a diabetic who's contraindicated a blood thinner medication taker or someone who's prone to kidney stones um i guess i should also note, note this oxalates are also found in like deeply uh, dark leafy greens so just keep that in mind if you're looking at dietary form of oxalates and we're not we're not gonna dive down the oxalate hole because it's a really big one and we'll get there later we're gonna talk about the uh carnivore diet on the pod soon so more on that later ingesting chaga it can be made into a tea. This is hot water extraction, like I talked about. You can do this with fresh. You can do this with dried. And it's probably the most common. This is how I take it in the morning. I just take the powder, teaspoon, in a cup of water, swirl it up. I use like a little milk frother thingy because it kind of sinks to the bottom. Um, and it's actually lukewarm water extraction for me. Maybe I should use hot water. I don't know. I use lukewarm water. Um, it can be fresh or powdered, like I had mentioned. And... Most of the time, most of us are going to take this in its powdered form. Sometimes it's in capsule form, which is still powdered form. Um, it might be easier to dose in capsule form, but it's it's not a big deal to grab a teaspoon. I find it a little more affordable in just like a, a big powder pack. And you want something that has the fruiting body and you want something that is preferably organic in my personal opinion. So that is how you would take chaga and that is all about chaga chaga is not even my favorite mushroom my favorite medicinal mushroom um and just to be ultra clear i'm not talking about mushrooms that get you high okay we're not talking about psychedelic mushrooms we're literally talking about medicinal mushrooms chaga reishi lion's mane there's also a little bit of a cognitive enhancing effect from chaga it's not the main jam of this mushroom so to speak but they have done really awesome studies for the anti-inflammatory properties of it especially with people who have crohn's and things like that again those are petri petri tree oh my gosh petri dish studies so take it for what you may build your own beautiful personal opinion um but i like it i take it and i find i i mean we're going to be covering the mushrooms the medicinal mushrooms over the next while here and i find that i don't know how to explain this but it seems like 
the the cumulative effect of taking these over a little while is that you just kind of get more done and you're like I have more time in the day how does this happen I think you're more focused and more dialed in when you're doing a task and so you're more efficient that's just my subjective opinion and experience but I do find that to be the truth I have a coffee that has mushrooms I add mushroom powder to my morning every morning and then I take some mushroom capsules if you guys want to know about that I don't know if it's relevant but drop a comment about it and I can tell you what I take I can link you to it but long story short I take a mix of mostly three maybe four medicinal mushrooms my favorite being lion's mane which we are not covering yet chaga is in there and I do find I feel pretty good on it and it definitely has the endurance enhancing effects like we had talked about if you are on the pod goodbye I hope you have a wonderful today thank you If you're catching this on the YouTube, we're going to keep going. Thank you for stopping by. Stop by tomorrow, Saturday, when we deliver a lovely another video on who knows what, but we'll decide. You guys are great. Thank you so much for your time, your support. I'm sending you nothing but love, and we'll catch you tomorrow. Bye.